Hello and welcome to this episode of Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities. And today we're going to be discussing another conspiracy theory. Uh, Denver Airport is the home of all evil. Uh, so this conspiracy theory, again, lies in a deep corner of the internet. My favourite place to be. Um, and the conspiracy theory kind of goes that Denver Airport is the home of the Illuminati slash the New World Order slash neo-Nazis slash reptoids. Or at least that, that's what people think. So today we're going to be discussing the evidence for and against the 28th best airport in the world being the headquarters of the world's evil elite. Hi, Tom. Hi. How, how's it going? Good. Good. Are you I'm excited feeling... for this week's episode? I, I think when you suggested this um, this podcast format and you were saying some of the episode ideas you had, this is the one I was I was most looking forward to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's an in, it's an interesting one, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, last week we did the Beatles conspiracy, but they never existed. Mm-hmm. Last episode that they just have twelve Pete Bests in a warehouse yeah. somewhere. Well, that's your theory. That's I mean. my theory. And I, I think we did a good job of debunking that. Mm-hmm. We're not a pod- podcast, so that is meant to debunk, but I, well, suppose we, we, I think we're going to end up debunking some... We're, we're just going to discuss some, come to some conclusions. Mm. I like to think that I'm fairly open-minded. I'm I not going to lie. We're, we're I went diplomatic. into this one sceptical. <laughs> I think that's a natural response when someone tells you that an airport is where the devil lives yeah. or whatever it is. I do think this has more evidence than the last episode. Okay. That's, um, well, I mean, that's I mean, not that's saying not much. much. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Shall I tell you a bit about the, the, the theory, the conspiracy yeah. theory? Yeah, start me off. Yeah. So, we're just going to jump straight in. Um, Some fun Denver airport facts. Hooray. Denver International Airport is located in northeastern Denver, Colorado. Good. In the United States, for those who do not know. (laughs) It's the largest airport in the US by land area. So it's 33,531 acres. And its runway, which has a very exciting name, 16R slash 34L is the longest public-use runway in the US at 16,000 feet long. Mm. That's pretty long. That's fancy. Um, It was built in 1995, even though there was already another airport in Denver. And I'm going to hit you with... So, wait, Denver Airport is not the first airport in Denver? No. So there was Denver Airport, then this is Denver International Airport, but then when the original Denver Airport stopped existing, because obviously they've got a new, better one, uh, this one just became known colloquially as Denver Airport. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you some of its rankings, its awards, the things it's got (laughs) as an airport. I didn't know they did this for airports, but they do. There's a really boring awards ceremony every year <laughs> <laughs> in some conference center. <laughs> Go on. How does, how does Denver Airport compare? I'll start with some of the tame ones, but the not so exciting ones. Yeah. It is the 18th busiest airport in the world. 
average. So that, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. 18 for world's pretty big. There's a lot I'd, of airports. Yeah, okay, well, it's it's mediocre is what I'm saying. It's all right. It's not, I mean, it's not very busy, yeah. No. And it's the sixth busiest in the US by passenger traffic. Mm. It has over 56 million passengers. That is bare passengers. Yeah, that's a lot. Um... So it is owned and operated by the city and county of Denver Department of Aviation. Okay, you ready for some of the awards? I'm going to hit you with some of them. Good, from the the awards of airports. Right, it was voted best airport in North America by readers of a business traveller magazine for six years in a row. Wow. 2005 to 2010, that's five years, what? (laughs) (laughs) apologies voted for six years in a row between 2005 and 2010 were there were there two ceremonies in one year maybe it maybe it means i get 2005 2006 2007 2008 2009 2010 that is six years I guess because it includes both 2005 it's and 2006. It's, okay. it's an inclusive factor. I just want to point out that you're a, a math student going on to do masters and PhDs <laughs> and you just counted on your fingers <laughs> from 2005 to 2010. This is going to be... I can't wait to see your thesis. Yeah. Um, it was named America's Best Run Airport by Time magazine in 2002. That's not to be sniffed at. That's the best good. run airport in 2002. Mm. That's pretty impressive. I mean, and that's... I. Sorry, I was just about to say, and that's just after 9-11, but I don't know why, <laughs> as if that's more difficult to run airports at that um, I mean, I imagine it is. Time. It is probably a lot more difficult yeah, to run airports. because all the security and stuff. Security. Also, presumably, you've got longer queues and stuff. Mm, yeah. Yeah, sorry, um, so I don't yeah, know where that, my mind went. That is fairly impressive. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it was ba- rated by Skytrax as the 28th best airport in the world. It's my favourite. Mm-hmm. And the fourth best regional airport in North America in 2017. So those are some modern awards it's, re- it's got. Um, and fun fact, Denver Airport, fun fact. More, more fun more facts fun about facts. Denver Airport. There is free Wi-Fi access all over the airport. That's that's good. Yeah, so that, that's cool. Yeah, um, I'm not quite sure why that has factored into your, like. Yeah, I know I included that in my list of things just because I thought it was interesting. <laughs> 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 it's got nothing to do with the thing. I was just As like, if oh. like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, they won a bunch of awards, Catherine. We tuned into this podcast. <laughs> we want to know what the Wi-Fi access is like. Honestly, I care more about how much Wi-Fi I can get in an airport than whether it's the 28th best airport in the world. Okay, okay. Fair Wi-Fi, enough. I feel I like you. Wi-Fi access, free Wi-Fi access all over the airport is pretty cool. I don't think you mm. get that in Heathrow. No. I don't know. I'm probably lying and slandering Heathrow now. So. <laughs> Slander upon yeah. Heathrow. So it's got free Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's, and that's good. It just happens to be evil. Uh, pardon me? Just, Excuse me? just happens. It happens. To be the home of all evil. Okay, so I feel like you might need to explain this a bit more. <laughs> that's why I'm glad we have at the very least 20 minutes more of this <laughs> podcast for you to maybe explain to me what that means. Yeah, so there's not really a why. Um... 
And when I say that, I mean people think it's evil because they think that it's the secret headquarters of some underground, not underground, but secret, secret order. Mm. So uh, some people believe it's the Illuminati. That some people chestnut. believe it's the New World Order. Some people think it's the neo-Nazis. Now, the neo-Nazis, they're not that well organized from what I know. Um, they can't, like... Their march in Charlottesville was with tiki torches from, what was it, Target or something. Yeah. That doesn't, I mean, that doesn't scream I, I, funds to build an airport. Yeah, I, I doubt they are funding an airport. So the neo-Nazi thing, I'm kind of like, dude, mm. neo-Nazis are just awful men. I'm, I'm saying men because most of the ones I see are men. Yeah. White men who live in their parents' basement and jerk off to... To Jews. In a weird sort of sexual frisson yeah. of um, badness. And if you're offended by that... <laughs> um, Is, have we got an address people can write into <laughs> for neo-Nazi complaints? Yeah, if you're offended by our hatred of the neo-Nazis, then I do not care. I do not care. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's not a very strong position, yeah. really, to say. Um, I'm, I'm, Tom, I'm trying to seem edgy here. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can, I'm, you're cutting me on your edge right now. You are slicing. Yeah. So it's Illuminati, neo-Nazis, neo New World Order, or the old, that old chestnut, as you said. Mm -hmm. yep. um, reptoids. Reptoids. So, lizards and that. Lizards and that, yeah. I think we're going to have to de dedicate an entire episode to just reptoids. Because mm. some people do believe that the lizard Illuminati are ruling the world. Wow. But we're not really going to go into this in this episode. It's just a fun fact mm. that this conspiracy theory is that it's the headquarters of something bad. Or people disagree on what bad thing it's the headquarters of. But some people say lizards. So, <laughs> <laughs> probably the most harmless of all creatures on the earth that we've decided. Yeah, they could be controlling. But I mean, they're in a humanoid shape. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, are we going to move on to the justifications now, or no, no? Yeah, no, yeah. we are. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to move on to some evidence for this because this is a again, it's a big claim. This is a big claim to make. Mm. So they must have some pretty kick-ass evidence. I am waiting for it. I can't wait. Right. So I'm just going to yeah, re read you bullet point by bullet point and mm -hmm. we'll discuss them as we go. Okay, cool. So firstly, bit of background. Uh, it opened in February the 28th in 1995 and it was 16 months behind schedule Ooh. and it cost... $4.8 billion, which was about $2 billion over budget. Jesus. So, yeah, it cost a lot. And th this is the first hurdle that these people who believe this sort of crop. It's not really a hurdle. It's on their side. I don't, whatever. <laughs> it's, um, the it's their first point in their yeah, argument. The first point in their yeah. argument. That's what I mean is one, it costs so much, and two, it took so long to build. I mean, the extra 16 months, I'm kind of like, 
builders do that anyway when they're building a conservatory <laughs> like an airport that's I'm like the biggest it wasn't delayed more than 16 yeah. months <laughs> and so they think that 4.8 billion is a huge number and it is mm. that is a lot of dollars it is, it, is, it is a lot of dollars, I agree. Um, it's quite quite a few of them. However, so they think because it costs so much money, there must be something else mm. there. Because you can't possibly put that much money into an airport. I mean, I guess they're not... Are they buying the planes? Uh, no, no, this is just a building. No. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I've looked up some other airport cost estimates. Um, so Istanbul's proposed new airport is going to cost about 5.6 billion. So right. that's more. Mm-hmm. Hong Kong's um, airport, 20 billion. Whoa. So that's a lot more. That That is I'm going to think, I might pronounce the next one wrong. Kansai International Airport in Japan. It's spelled K-A-N-S-A-I. Yeah, sounds about right. Um... 20 million again. Uh, do, do you mean 20 billion? 20 billion. Twen- I was going to say. I was like, <laughs> that's just... 20 million. That's a bargain. <laughs> 20 million dollars. <laughs> and finally, again, apologies if I pronounce this incorrectly. Al Maktoum International Airport, 33 billion dollars. What country is, is that? Um, let me Google that for you. <laughs> <laughs> this I is... have done thorough research. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a jingle for this In bit. Dubai. Oh, good. So not enough time for the jingle about Catherine's Googling something. Not enough time. No, no. okay. I won't bother there. So the Dubai, Dubai International Airport, 33 mil- billion. God, I keep saying million. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's just the same difference, isn't it? The 4.8 billion... It's actually kind of cheap compared to other international airports. I mean, it's not cheap. No. But it's it's by no means the most expensive airport in the world. Um, it is expensive in the US compared to a lot of their airports. But on an international scale, I mean, I'm presuming that the Illuminati are an international organization. Like That's the whole point. Yeah. So you would think they could choose any country and... Any place for their Any headquarters. Place. So yeah, I um, and they chose Denver. They chose Denver, <laughs> and they only spent four point eight billion on their headquarters instead of the twenty billion, the thirty three billion spent on other airports. Mm. So I don't, I, I don't think for money and the extra time holds that much weight. Um, but they're all reasonings. People gave reasonings for it going over the budget and over time. So. The official reason for it going over budget is because before construction could begin, they had to build a series of tunnels underneath the site. And that takes a lot of time. Mm. For some reason, they didn't plan this into the original budget or the original time frame. So this was added at a later date, the tunnels. So someone literally just forgot that they were going to build tunnels. Well, I think they decided at a later ba- date to build a tunnel. So presumably, oh, okay. people think that Denver Airport was going to be built, or Denver Airport was going to be built, and then they decided to add the tunnels for the neo-Nazis. Um, <laughs> Bring in the workers! <laughs> Come on, boys! We start digging for the neo-Nazi tunnels. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But so, obviously, I think a lot of people believe that it was decided from the beginning Denver Airport was going to be home of the Illuminati. So maybe there was just a mix-up in paperwork. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Those guys have a lot to deal with. Yeah. You know, controlling the world media. Yeah, but, I stuff. mean, controlling our minds, you know. Yeah, got to, making we've got copies to do all of the those chemtrails. Like, that's, <laughs> that takes a lot of... For those who don't know, listening what chemtrails are, that will definitely be another episode. Um, I'm not <laughs> going to go too wait. much off topic right now. Yeah. But some people believe that the trails after planes are chemicals dropped by, again, unknown secret organization trying to control us. Neo-Nazi lizard Illuminati people. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the tunnels. The tunnels. Let's go back to the tunnels. Um, they are... So there's some underground train links between the main term- terminal and the concourse is to move passengers. Um, and the rest of the tunnels were supposed to house the most technologically advanced rail and baggage system ever created. That sounds great. Yeah. So they built loads of these tunnels to build this amazing system that would handle baggage and send it places under the airport and stuff. And not lose it. I mean, in, in my head, I'm imagining that it's just underground tunnels with loads of you know when you're at the airport and you go on those walkie travelator things mm, yeah i'm just imagining it's that but bags well yeah they have that when you um when you come to collect yeah, your baggage yeah, yeah. don't they like that yeah um... i should have used that as my example so. <laughs> <laughs> use the example that already has the bags not the human equivalent yeah um, <laughs> um so that that was what they were doing i mean I, I don't think it was just those things i think they had a really advanced they had a really advanced baggage system so that nothing would ever get lost um, but it just didn't work. Oh, no. It was awful. It was just awful. <laughs> Every account of this baggage system I have read is it was just bad. In um, what way? It had a delayed opening because... Giggity. It had a delayed opening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just move on. Um, because it just didn't work. <laughs> um... Yeah, so it just didn't work as designed, essentially. Um, it doesn't really specify why it didn't work, and I think this builds into the conspiracy, is that they never really explain why this baggage system didn't work. Because in theory, you would think a baggage... A bad... A baggage... A bad... Uh, baggage... Mm. System. You think... How... How how complicated can that be? Surely that could just be you put a like a coloured tag onto a bag and a dude at the front just goes right that goes there that goes there. Yeah, um, and this baggage system, they they spent a million pounds a month on it. Up until August two thousand and five. So that's ten years. That's For a 10 lot. Ten years they spent. One million a month in maintenance because it just kept breaking down and stuff like that, and they abandoned it. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, as you as you should. Mm. But obviously, in it never it never really worked. Ever really worked as it was intended to work. Um. So the crooks of a conspiracy are that these tunnels were never actually designed for a baggage system because a baggage system was never really used. Like, you never went to the airport and no one ever used these underground baggage systems, really. So the crux of the theory is that these tunnels are actually this headquarters. Um, for, the, for the lizards and that. Yeah, for the lizards and that, for the Illuminati. Um, so, and the theory is that 
tunnels were never supposed to be used for the baggage system. The baggage system was just a cover-up. Um, and, yeah, the tunnels underneath are the home for the Illuminati. That's, if, you're, if you're an elite global organisation and you're looking for somewhere to meet your buddies, you'd make somewhere a little bit more plush than some dingy underground tunnel <laughs> with luggage just dropping onto your head from Well, above. presumably, but in the time that they were spending the one million a month on it, they were using that to not fix the baggage system because there was no baggage system. Hmm. They were using it to, like, I don't know, gold plate the walls. To, to keep their clubhouse full of champagne yeah. or whatever. Right. Um, so, yeah, the conspiracy theorists believe that these tunnels under the airport were the headquarters and they will eventually be used to house political prisoners in the future. Mm. So, okay. I'm ima- in my head, I'm imagining this as loads and loads of tunnels. Some of them are like secret clubhouses and they're really cool. And then some of them are prisons. <laughs> um, just in the same bit yeah the prisons so and I'd the be Illuminati clubhouse I'd be interested to see it and also I don't think a tunnel I, I, I have to confess I don't know how large these tunnels are but I don't think a tunnel would be a particularly good shape for a room no um, but so, I, guess, I guess maybe with a million a month they reconstructed them Who who knows I can't even dive into the logic of that one like what else? What else makes people think that this airport is evil, besides just yeah, some okay, tunnels? Yeah, okay, yeah. So the tunnels is a big thing. The tunnels yeah. is a big thing. Um, right. So some people theorise that the tunnels. I'm back on the tunnels. I'm sorry. They're <laughs> um, being used by the US government. So, so this is a slightly different theory from the neo-Nazi Illuminati New World Order. Um, the US government perform electromagnetic experiments. And one such experiment apparently broke the windshields of 14 aircrafts. Right. What, like separately or on the same same day? day. Same day. So on February the 16th, 2007, so that was two years after the baggage system stopped working. Mm -hmm. Well, never, they they stopped Stopped being used. Um, 14 aircrafts had windshield failures within a three and a half hour period at the airport. And there was a NTSB investigation. Um, and it said that foreign object damage was the cause. So they, even they weren't sure. They right. said it was possibly sharp sand used earlier that winter for traction compare, um, with the wind. So wind blew this really sharp sand into the mm. windscreens. Is the official explanation. Can, can, can sand do that to, like, big plain glass? Well, from what I could find online, not really. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's a kind of vague subject because the report written up for the explanation is so vague. And they, they're ex- that's just say that it's possibly that. That's not even their final explanation. So this report clearly wasn't particularly they they clearly didn't put very much investigation into this but it, right. you know 14 they were just airport, like oh that's 14 weird all aircrafts the... windscreen shattered you know it could it could have been anything hmm. um i i imagine they don't really care but obviously conspiracy theorists they fucking care yeah <laughs> um so they think it's electromagnetic experiments um so tom 
Yeah. I am actually doing, I, I'm studying electrostatics at the moment. Oh, yes, you are. I am. You're doing all science stuff. Yeah. And I know some about electromagnetic stuff. So okay. I'm just Is gonna... that the title of your assignment? Electromagnetic stuff? Yeah. That, that's that... my final year project. That's your... oh, Electromagnetic good. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm just going to break down why electromagnetic magnetic experiments would not cause these windscreens oh, to show. okay. So, I mean, make, I'll, I'll, I'll explain. So, an electromagnetic wave, it, to break glass, it would be, have to be a really high intensity and at exactly the right frequency for glass. Mm. So, they would have to be trying to do this or trying to break glass in the area. And as well as this, it has to be directed at one point of the glass and not at the other. Because essentially, the way that it will window will break from an electromagnetic wave is that it will cause heating in one part of the window and not another, which causes expansion and uneven expansion, and that will break the glass. Right, yeah, yeah. Which means it would have to be a beam, essentially, of ele electromagnetic waves. Mm. So it's not just going to be an underground experiment that sends off loads of electromagnetic waves out at random periods. That wouldn't break the glass. It would have to literally be like a pointed, very purposeful act to break these windscreens. You hmm. couldn't really break 14 of these windscreens by accident. Um, you'd have to direct a wave at a single point on each of these 14 different windscreens. So... That seems like this, effort. Uh, yeah. I, and they're, they're trying to claim it was an accident from some of the experiments they're doing. So, so unless the government were researching how to break windscreens, that, that, <laughs> and it just seems like why would you break them? Why wouldn't you just get glass in your yeah. secret experiment downstairs? Neither side really has an explanation. I, I, neither. Neither side. I think this is pretty inconclusive because... The official version of the story doesn't particularly add up. Slightly more believable, but yeah. still a bit I meh. think it's one of these things where sometimes random stuff just gets blown about. Yeah. And sometimes things like that will happen. And you just have to think, well, that's the random chaos of the world when you've got a bunch of planes blowing stuff about. Yeah. You know? um, so I, the sharp sun thing... Maybe it could break a windscreen. If the winds were that high, mm. they say it was at 48 miles an hour wind. So it's a fast wind. That's Yeah, that is a lot of wind. Um, and, it could, it and you know what? Sword. It might not just be sand. They could blow anything into those windscreens. Mm. In a three and a half hour period. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, so I, I don't think that really contributes to either side saying there's definitely not a conspiracy or there definitely is a conspiracy. That's kind of like a mute, like a... Mute point. Mute point. Mutual. Mutual. Neutral. Neutral. <laughs> Feel free to use all the different words you want, Kat, in, in one sentence to describe something. Um, okay, so, so there's ne that. Yeah, next point. Um, the next thing they kind of address is why do we need a new airport at Denver? A lot of them are set because there was a Denver airport before the current one that's built. And it was functioning fine. Hmm. Um, it actually had um, quite, it had a lot of runways. It was fine. It was functioning fine. And people say, well, so why would they need to build a new Denver airport? 
Um, the answer is that Stapleton, the old airport, I'm sorry, I, I called it Denver International Airport last time. Apparently the old one was called Stapleton International Airport. Oh, right. Sorry. Um, Stapleton was built in 1920. <laughs> so presumably so, it's a shed and, <laughs> you know, like a like a cricket runway or something. <laughs> Obviously, throughout the years, it's been updated. But what I'm trying to say is it's an old airport and eventually mm. old things are going to need replacing. Yeah. Um, Denver International Airport actually has fewer gates and less runways than Stapleton. So they're kind of saying, why would you build an airport that's worse than the last one? But the runways at Stapleton were not actually long enough for heavier planes. And they couldn't be expanded further into the local area. So they actually did have to be build Denver. Yeah, and it could even have been done by a different authority. Yeah. Who want We're going to get a little money. bit onto who paid for Denver because that is a interesting point. Yeah, certainly. yeah, yeah. Um, the design of Denver Airport is seen to be strange. Um, I'm going to design... I'm going to... Um, I'm going to describe what it looks like from above. So, is it a swastika? They say it looks like a swastika, but oh, it actually yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'll just guess something ridiculous that it would not be. Yeah, they say it looks like a swastika because it's got a central building with runways that jut out, but it's got five, not four. I mean, that's still... Yeah, yeah, it's mm, still swastika-ish. Yeah, it's like an upgrade um, or and something. And it's not really symmetrical. Basically, it's designed with all of these runways pointing outwards from the central building instead of in rows or columns next to it. They're pointing all outwards from a central point. But it's been purposely designed like that so that when there's changing winds, you can change what... Um, runway you're using so that none of the runways cross over because apparently a lot of airports their runways cross over which seems ridiculous to me but mm. apparently um, so they can all be used simultaneously so uh, the swastika thing I also if you're a secret neo-nazi <laughs> what like you're trying to keep your headquarters secret why would you design it like a swastika it would be It's like a big arrow yeah. saying we are here. <laughs> <laughs> Secret Illuminati uh Mickey Mouse Disney Club here underneath the yeah. ground in our secret tunnels. Okay. I'm going to get on to the evidence now that most people talk about. Okay. Okay, this is like the big look at this. The big look at this. The big look at this. My favorite. Thing. It's got some weird ass art in it. Weird. Weird. Re well, really, all art's weird. Like, re like really weird. Like these paintings are creepy. Like they're, they're, so. they're created. I think I might say this guy's this painter's name wrong. His name's Leo Taguma, T A G U M A. Um, and they show some really kind of horrific stuff. Uh, there are quite a lot of dead children in his paintings. Oh, okay. There's a lot of burning cities. Mm. There is a Nazi wearing a ga gas mask. Um, yeah. 
So just airport art, really. Yeah. You know, um, just ambient. Really, really creepy stuff. You'd stuff you'd buy in like a seaside shop front um, tourist. Yeah. In one painting, uh, the Nazi is winning. And... <laughs> um, the Nazi is the winning. The Nazi's winning in this fight against children. Um, he's got a big knife and all the kids are cowering and he's about to kill them. He, he does seem to be crushing it in yeah. that situation. And in the next one along, because it's kind of like a mural, they've got different paintings as you walk through the airport. The next one along, um, all the kids take over and they kill him. Oh. So, so he does lose in the end. So that's nice, um, I guess. And the theory is that these paintings are depicting the New World Order, the Illuminati, the neo-Nazis' eventual takeover of the world. And then downfall by children. Question one (laughs) about this. Uh Why would they predict their own demise? Well, you know, maybe the Illuminati has a self-esteem problem. Unless they think that they are the children. Oh, yeah, if they Maybe reformed... they think... But then if they're an all-powerful organisation, how are they being oppressed? Hmm. Yes. I, I, this is one of those things where the Illuminati, no one really agrees what they think it is anyway. Yeah. Because so, so it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So it's like... Tom. <laughs> sorry, was that too... T- did I not present evidence? Or, okay, I apologise. <laughs> um, question two. Ah. Uh-huh. Why would they put it on the wall? <laughs> like, why would they, their evil headquarters, they think, right, this is going to be secret. And then one of the guys from the Illuminati is like, oh, but can't we just give them a clue? Like, can't we just put some really <laughs> creepy paintings upstairs? We don't want to make it too hard for them. And then they were like, be... no, no, just put the creepy paintings downstairs in our base so that we can look at them. And then this mm. guy's like, no, I want the world to see them, but never suspect us. <laughs> Um, I mean, these they might be sick people. They might be like, uh, you know, I want to make our airport slightly uncomfortable so that people don't go skulking around, which obviously yeah. hasn't worked here because we're <laughs> doing an entire podcast episode yeah. about it. But yeah. And then why are they trying to warn us? So they've put, they've put these paintings up either for their own, because they look at them every day because they walk through, I don't know. Or they're trying to warn us. And why would they try to warn us about their own, I'm going to kill you, Here's a painting that will cryptically tell you. Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, James Bond villains, how they're yeah. always like, in 30 minutes, I will kill you. And then that gives him time to escape. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like that. It's like that. Mm. Um, but in a more cryptic yeah, art in a more, way. Yeah, in a more cryptic. So the artist, I couldn't, I actually could find very little information on him. Uh, so, you know, he might just be a lizard. He might have been killed by children. Yeah. That might, uh, that that might be, be a I thing. I mean, but then he's painting himself as a Nazi. No one sees themselves as a Nazi. I'm sure a Nazi sees themselves as a Nazi. Yeah, maybe. Anyone who's know. like, <laughs> I love Nazism, they are probably quite comfortable yeah, with their true. own. Um, yeah, true. So another bit of art is the scary horse. That's not its official name. What is, what is this horse? So what it's called it? the Blue Mustang, and it's by Louis uh, Jimenez, J-I-M-E-N-S. EZ. So this is like a sculpture out the front or something? Yeah, so this is sculpture. It's one of the earliest public art commissions for Denver International Airport. It was commissioned in 1993. I'll describe what it looks like. It is 32 feet tall. Wow, that is yeah, a big it is horse. Big. Um, it has red glowing eyes. <laughs> and it is a bright blue, huge 
fudging horse. What? It's a huge horse. So it's blue. Bright blue. Red, red eyes. Red glowing eyes. Red eyes that have lights in them, so they glow. <laughs> um, and it's 32 feet tall. This thing does look e- Like, this thing just looks evil. There is no... It's, I can't... It looks evil. There is no way it was commissioned to, like... <laughs> right, we want a horse, but we want it to kind of look a bit weird and kind yeah. of have a smurf kind of tint to and it. And even creepier, the artist died while making it. Let, let that sink what? in. So as in he died after he, he'd finished? No, no. So he died while making the horse because part of the horse fell on him. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I know. Oh. It's so sad. I, there are many ways that I would not like to die, yeah. right? And I have them listed in my head. And top of that list, <laughs> I think, is being crushed by any part of a piece of artwork. By my own creation. By my own horse um, head that I've fashioned. Yeah, so he'd only finished painting the head. The rest of it... So imagine what he was killed by. He was killed by a 32-foot horse... But was blue on the head and then the rest of it hadn't been painted. And so the rest had to be done by other people. Right. So do you remember how I said it was commissioned in 1993? Yeah. When do you think it um, was unveiled? I mean, it's a pretty big horse, so like a couple of years, maybe. 2008. 2008? Yeah. When did he die? Um, It doesn't actually say. I can't find his exact death date. But he died Man. sometime before, obviously, it was finished because people had to finish it for him. So yeah. that probably, maybe that put a couple of years on the what was project. He, what was he doing? But yeah, he must, he spent a long time on this horse. I, Is Kat, it, okay, you give I'm me gonna, a fiver, I will, I'll make you a 32-foot horse within like the next two weeks or something. I don't, I'm not, I don't want one, they're terrifying. <laughs> well, um, the offer is open. <laughs> So this guy died making this horse. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just going to say it. I don't think it was worth it. Mm, I don't yeah. think it's worth your life. It's not even nice. I know that I'm just slating this poor dad guy and his art, but it's not even good. It's, he died it's doing what he loved, assembling massive blue horses yeah. that look way creepier than they have any right to. So that's all the art and the artist dying. So that, that is kind of interesting, kind of mysterious. Oh my God. Um, another quick thing, which I think this sums up conspiracy theories in a shell. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to read In a shell, this. in a nutshell or, or in like a turtle shell? In, in a seashell. Uh, oh, in a seashell. Okay. Um, so there are some, I'm just, I'm just going to read it. There's some yeah. words on the floor. There's some words on the floor in uh-huh. Denver Airport. Yeah. And I'm going to pronounce all of these wrong, and I'm very sorry, but some of the words are Cochitopa, Cincinnagina, Ditsigali, um, which conspiracy theorists claim to be a secret code slash alien language. And for years, people have been trying to crack what they mean and how they link to the conspiracy. They do sound pretty... Um, spell-like or something. So conspiracy theorists have been looking at these words for ages trying to crack them without ever considering asking or Googling. (laughs) Because... The most basic forms of detective work. These words were actually written in the Navajo language um, for places that are sacred to the Navajo in Colorado. 
So literally, all it would take for you is to Google these words. So like Native American? Yeah, Native American. So it's a oh Native American language. Imagine being a Native American and white Americans are more likely <laughs> to think that your language is a secret Illuminati alien communicating language than being the original tongue of the people who like yeah. owned own rightfully so first, America. The Native Americans live in America, obviously. Yeah. And then white people come over and kill them and, and then build bad. an airport probably on their land. De- in fact, definitely on their land. It's all their land. Yeah. Yeah. And then inscribe it with Native American words and then the white people are like well, what could this possibly mean? It must be aliens. <laughs> um, oh so that's just a side note in this conspiracy, but I think wraps up conspiracy. Like that is how I would mm. describe a conspiracy. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, now we are moving on to the piece of evidence that I think is the most compelling. As usual, I have saved the best for last. Great. Because we've been slating all of this, and this is interesting. There is a dedication stone uh, which thanks the New World Airport Commission interesting name New World Airport Commission for contributing its funding. The New World Airport Commission. Wait, wait for the kicker, Tom. There's no such thing as the New World Airport Commission. What? What? Okay. (laughs) Why? What? And above... The New World Airport Commission is a Freemason symbol no, wha- on this dedication site. Mm. Yeah. Uh, why? So, right, this has intrigued you, hasn't it? Because this is this is this is the only thing so far that has made me sit up and be like, "What?" Oh, so wait, the the New World Airport Commission. There's not an actual commission for airports that are new in the world. <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay, so. The New World Airport Commission was named by Charles Ansbacher, who is an arts advocate who died in 2010. Hmm. The name is supposedly a reference to Dvorak's New World Symphony, and the commission was created only to orchestrate the Denver Airport's opening festivities. So this New World Airport Commission was created for the sole purpose of the Denver International Airport's opening festivities, and yet they paid for the majority of the airport. So So it was created after the airport had begun its planning. uh They paid for the majority of the airport, and then they did the opening festivities, and then they closed. So where they got this money... Mm. No one seems to know. How they came into being, no one seems to know. Um, So, yeah, it's a bit weird how they funded a lot of the airport, despite the fact they only came into existence for the festivities of the opening. That's such a weird general name for a thing that's only for one airport. Yeah, the New World... I mean, the New World Airport Commission for one airport... Like, it's... Like, that... It sounds like trolling. It it's, does. It it sounds like it's not real, but th- this is the only... Compa- I know that this whole episode, we've just been talking rubbish about hmm. this conspiracy theory. Yeah. But this is, is actually interesting, I think, because really, we don't know who funded the Denver airport. We don't know who's actually paid for it. 
Wow. That's that's actually a little bit surprising and a little bit like yeah i feel, i think i'm reaching that mental kind of block mm. like i'm hitting that wall where you can tell where these conspiracy theory people kind of they turn at that point yeah. and then they go and perhaps lizards. if i had presented this information first and then we'd gone through the other stuff we would have been more likely to believe the other stuff but that's kind of why i wanted to leave it to last because mm. i think it is the only piece of compelling evidence and i wanted to debunk all the other bits of evidence and leave us with the one thing that is actually interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. And that is actually interesting. And I don't have an answer for this. I no. don't know how to debunk this. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know I, enough Do I about... think it's enough to draw the conclusion that the Denver airport is the home of all evil? No. Do I think that we... There could be something weird underground... Probably not, but this makes me question. This actually does make me question. Yeah, but it's like, I think with a lot of conspiracy theories, like with the Beatles never existed last week um, that we looked at, or, you know, in the last show, um, there was maybe, there was one thing that made us go, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But then it was only that one bit, and that on its own is not enough. Yeah, it's not enough to justify the theory. Yeah. Um, And as well, I... Maybe the New World Airport Commission was just set up by some rich billionaires yeah. who wanted to fund an airport. I don't know why they'd want to fund an airport and why they wouldn't want their names on it. Hmm. But I'm, I think there must be loads of these groups who have just contributions from very rich people who don't never specify their names. And it's never really known, but, but no one re- ever researches it because it's never part of a, this conspiracy theory. So I'm not sure if this is something that happens in other airports. I have... I, yeah, I don't I know anything about it. airport finance. Strange. I don't know anything about airport finance. Um, it's food that's, for thought. That's, that's my sticking point. Yeah, hmm. that, that's food for thought. So if, you, if you're going to research anything on this topic, I'd say that's the place to start. That's the most interesting place. I don't care about the blue horse. I don't care about the I, radar. I care about the blue horse. <laughs> I want to go and visit just to see the blue horse. That a man <laughs> died. A man's blood Went into the blue horse with red eyes yeah. at 32 foot. I know. Horses it's... don't even fly. That's a rubbish symbol <laughs> for an airport. Um, yeah. If, right. Honestly, actually, if anything, the paintings make me think it's less likely to be mm. a headquarter. And the Nazi thing makes me think it's less likely to be a headquarter because why would they advertise it? No. It's this funding. Is because really, some... if that's how the world works, funding. Yeah. It, <laughs> it is from capitalists who sort of... Um, are necessarily celebrities yeah but they also haven't got a named secret organization yeah just rich people who know rich people so So i think that sums up denver world airport yeah denver international airport sorry denver international airport probably not the home of all evil but certainly has interesting qualities food for thought food for thought good art yeah um yeah actually i i just want to make a quick point in that since it's become known for its crazy art, it has actually cultivated that reputation and has invited lots of strange artists, lots of other artists to come in and do displays. Mm. And if you ever get the chance to go, it looks amazing from their website, from all the photos of all the artists there. It does look really good. The Blue Horse oh, alone is 32 feet. Um, <laughs> A man's life went into <laughs> this horse. You can't say that about like 
Mona Lisa or anything. Yeah. Did he die making it? No. <laughs> the blue horse. Ah, so with that, I think we come to the end of Denver Airport is evil. Brilliant. It's been it's been a fun one. Yeah, I've it has been this. a fun one. I've enjoyed this. Um yeah. next episode, we're gonna be doing something a little spooky. Spooky. Um, um we're gonna be doing the Enfield Poltergeist. Uh I don't wanna say too much before next episode because I, I want to present it fresh. It, it's a really exciting episode. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to Tom shitting his pants. Because <laughs> um, it is actually terrifying. That's going to be the tagline for next episode. <laughs> and the thumbnail, which I'm going to graphically Photoshop. Anyway, yeah. but we'll we'll save that for next time. We'll save that for next time. So thanks for tuning in. Yeah. I'm Tom Clebon on Twitter at Tom underscore Clebon. And I'm Kat. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm not on Twitter. I had to delete it because my phone is low on storage. Wow, that's a really good tag, bro. <laughs> nice end. Brilliant. Goodbye. Bye.